Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 7, Episode 5, The Coltons. episode was October 14th, 1991. It was directed by William Garrity, and it was written by Michael Greenberg and Stephen Downing. Stephen Downing comes back for another episode. Yeah. Um, why don't we describe this episode in brief? Uh, in this episode, uh, I mean, it's really basically a pilot for a whole new show. Right. Starring the bounty hunting family of the Coltons. Right. And uh, uh, so far we've met all five of the main characters of the show. Yeah. Never more than one at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, except for... Do we ever have any two Coltons in one episode? Uh, well, well, are you counting Frog? Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> we had we had Frog Dog in the same episode as uh, as Richard Lawson. Yeah, no, no, the no, Black no. Corsage, or was it? No, it was it was it was Clevon Little. Oh, Clevon Little. Clevon Little. Okay. Uh, as Frank. Yeah. So if if you're counting him as the fifth. Yeah, I know I am. Okay. Uh, Frog Dog is definitely a member of the family. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was. He is. He was in the the episode the only yeah. two, and and actually Frog Dog and Della Reese were both in uh, Squeeze Play. That's true, yeah. So, yeah. So we open up with um, Jesse and Frog taking a walk through a dark alley. Right. Um, Jesse's kind of shotgun drawn, looking around, and he uh, checks out a car nearby, and that's when a, another gentleman comes out from behind him and says, well, "You know, and re- who recognizes him?" Yeah. Uh, Jesse is asking about what happened to his brother Frank and MacGyver, and uh, the man says, "Well, you'll be joining them soon enough." And he just shoots Jesse in the chest. Yeah. Uh, and then drives off. Yeah. And that's the end. <laughs> and uh, then it's a pretty short pilot, but I yeah. feel like it's effective. Uh, luckily, uh, Jesse was wearing a vest, which we don't find out till much later. But we can assume since he gets back up. That he's yeah, frog on. dog comes over and starts licking him, and he gets up. Um, Jesse runs after the car, which uh, stops only to pick up another person. Right. Uh, but man, he does this great move then, where he runs, jumps onto the bed of the truck, which I thought he was just going to hide. Yeah. But he just smashes the rear windshield, and then just fires a shotgun into the dashboard. Yeah, it just blows out the ignition. It's a pretty cool move, and then he's like. Just starts threatening the rest of them. Yeah, I, I love I I they say they say one of their names, but they say it off screen, and you can't tell which one he's talking about. Yeah, but the one who shot Jesse is super upset. He's, he's like, like, "But I killed you! But I shot you!" <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, you did, right in my bulletproof vest." Uh, what if he shot you in the face? <laughs> uh, luckily, Frog is nearby, and he happened to already find Frank and MacGyver. Who are strapped to a, a cartoonish a beam in the middle of a room? Yeah, next to a cartoonish ticking time bomb of TNT on a like a digital clock, yeah. real analog clock. Uh, MacGyver notices that there's a bottle of sulfuric acid nearby, and he could use it to burn their ropes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that would be a bottle of sulfuric acid, but it's too far away for him to reach, so mm-hmm. he basically. By giving instructions to Frog Dog, is able to get him to construct a catapult. Yeah. So they start. Frank starts sneezing and realizes that the only thing that makes him sneeze is Frog. Not not just 
any dog, but specifically frog yeah. dog, he is the most allergic to. Um, Although I don't think that carries on beyond this scene, really. I mean, like, I know it does. Throughout the episode, he's allergic to frog dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. One one scene in particular, we'll, we'll get. Oh, there. right, right, right. Um, they keep trying to direct frog, but he keeps like going for the wrong things, much like Milo in the mask. Yeah. Not the cheese. The keys. Uh, <laughs> I love which of Carrie like he's gonna punch the dog. Yeah. I need uh, to rewatch the mask. That's a fun movie. Uh, so Jesse outside is questioning the two guys about where Frank and MacGyver are. Um, he also dumps out a garbage bag that seems to have all the phony money that they've been printing, but also printing plates that seem like they're paper thin pieces of metal, like rather than like solid plates that we're kind of used to seeing. Yeah. So he says, I'm going to give you exactly one minute to tell me where they are. Cut to the bomb with one minute yeah. <laughs> on a timer. Uh, uh, so Frog manages to get the bottle to a ruler, which MacGyver has placed on kind of can. Yeah. So then MacGyver is able to stomp on it, throw the bottle over his head, mm-hmm. and then spray sulfuric acid on the ropes. But not his hands. But not his hands to loosen himself up and get out of the bindings. Yeah. So they they make a run for it. Frank grabs Frog. Right. But as they're running out of the building, it's... <laughs> Definitely a stuffed animal. Yeah. It's, and he's not even holding it like... You could would hold it. Yeah, it it because Frog Dog is a beefy dog. Like, yeah, you need. He'd be hands. really heavy. You'd need both hands, and he's just got it kind of tucked under one arm, just running full speed. Yeah, and then which it's you flopping. could not do carrying this it's, dog. It's flopping back and forth yeah. like it has absolutely no weight to it. Mm-hmm. So they run out of the building, and they they yell, "Jesse, get down!" Or hit the deck, and the building explodes. Uh, and uh, you know. Jesse's like, oh, I was just looking for you guys. Yeah. But it's funny because he, as, as he's giving the guys their 3-2-1 for the time that they have left to say where they are, we're seeing the bomb countdown the yeah. last few seconds. So he managed to count down the minute perfectly. Uh, the next scene uh, is Sans MacGyver till the end. Yeah. Uh, they're at the Colton's home where Ma Colton and Billy, Frank and Jesse are all gathered. Um, they casually mention that MacGyver – is taking a break uh, because the reporters are hounding him. I yeah. guess. Uh We don't really, I mean, I guess we don't know how MacGyver got involved with that case or what the, really the case was about other than phony money. Um, and we never do. Yeah. I mean, we don't know why MacGyver was there and why reporters would have been involved other than, unless it was a really high profile case. Yeah. But MacGyver's gone. That's all that matters. Uh, while they're sitting around, there's a knock at the door. Uh, of a Mr. Johnny Denmark. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Richard Gant playing mm-hmm. Johnny Denmark, who um, he shows up in uh, The Big Lebowski as the older cop yeah. at the junkyard. And the Credence. Yeah. <laughs> I, I copied the dialogue here. The uh, You find them much, these stolen cars? Sometimes. Wouldn't hold out much hope for the tape deck, though. Or the Credence. <laughs> But he also plays the admiral in uh, the terrible Godzilla movie with Matthew yeah. Broderick. And, yeah. It's it's funny because uh, Christian Clemenson plays the other cop. Yeah. Um, and, uh, of course, I know him from Briscoe County. Yeah. Got another Briscoe County reference in there. <laughs> Everything, Everyone from Briscoe County you know from Briscoe County. <laughs> he was also on Boston Legal as a very important character. but Not as important as his Briscoe County character. No. Socrates Poole. Yeah. 
So crates. Um, well, I, I, I bring it up only because Jesse Colton is very much the persona that uh, Julius Carey would play in Briscoe as Lord Bowler. Yeah. They're very similar builds, very similar styles. Uh, I wouldn't actually even be surprised if they modeled him. Or at, even auditioned him for the role. Yeah. Uh, so Johnny Denmark is now the assistant district attorney because apparently he wasn't when they met him before earlier. Yeah. Uh, and he, they need the Colton's help. That uh, a local gangster named Chi has taken over the Chinatown mob by right. – Killing all the other members of the Chinatown mobs. Yeah, he took the Corleone route. Uh, the only witness to the crimes of the killings are his lady, who they just call Medusa. Right. And he drops the newspaper in front of them, which has a picture of one of the the heads of the families having been gunned down. Yeah. Like, they just put a picture on the front page of the newspaper of a corpse from a shooting. Yep. But that's James Hong. That's his appearance in this episode. Yeah. I was like, where, where is James Hong James in Hong's this name is in the opening credits, and he's in a blurry photograph on the front of a newspaper that we don't even get a good look at. I, it's really upsetting. I think they shot the whole scene of the shooting, and that was supposed to be the cold open. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing when they decided that instead of this being a Colton's pilot, this was going to be a MacGyver episode, mm-hmm. that they went and shot this new cold open with the time bomb and the frog dog, yeah, yeah. and then replaced the whole cold open with the shooting. But even that is not enough time, airtime for James Hong. Yeah, that even that would have been an embarrassing, yeah. really short cameo. Uh, James but Hong but also, I think that entire yeah. scene was replacement to yeah. cover up the scene. But they kept his name in the credits, which I thought was yeah. it was which interesting. Yeah. So uh, Frank and Jesse decide to take the case. Yeah. And uh, they immediately go out and question one of the waitresses slash barmaids. Uh, I I had her I initially At the ho ho place yeah the ho ho I initially put her out down as barmaid and I was like is that offensive to call someone a barmaid I think that's not I think I don't uh, think that that sounds a, old fashioned um but then I I switched I think she's credited as Mater D oh, okay um, bar Mater D there you go nice eh. nice um but later on uh, Frank or Jesse I can't remember they call one of them calls him a barmaid her a barmaid uh. But this is the club where the shooting took place, and of course she didn't see anything. She's not willing to talk. Yeah. Um, and at that moment, two police officers, Danko and I guess Quia. Yeah. Q U I L L A. Quia or Quia. Uh, they arrive and they want to know what they're into and why they're involved. And that are these guys impersonating police officers? So like, no, no. There's no way she could have possibly insinuated that we were police. We said nothing of the of that kind. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, th- I feel like he's saying that to let them know we're not police officers. So yeah. Please don't tell them that we told you we were or implied that. Uh, Jesse gets a little bit uh, obstinate, and so they push him down a flight of stairs. Yeah. Uh, and apparently this was enough to endure uh, them to the barmaid. Right. Because I guess maybe she thought they were police. Um, she didn't want to talk to them because of that. Yeah, but now that they see that they aren't police, she's like, okay, maybe I can trust these guys to help protect uh, Medusa. Right. Because they don't have her real name. So the barmaid tosses... What they're them, about to... Yep. She, she tosses down a note to them that has... She's Yeah, she sticks her head out the second story window after they leave the bar and mm-hmm. says, hey, you. 
And then he's like, me? And she says, no, the nice one. And then, and <laughs> the, then the gesture to Cleavon uh, comes around, and then she tosses him a balled-up piece of paper. And when he opens it up, it's the picture of Medusa they were questioning mm-hmm. her about, but on the back of it, it says Patricia Fielding. So now we have a name to go with this right. face. Uh there's there's a weird there's a couple of moments where like they have like a little bit of a sibling arguments. Yeah. Uh, the next scene, Frank and Jesse are arguing about a flower, because uh, Frank is on the outs with his girlfriend. I believe her name was Cherie. Yeah. Um, where he's trying to make it up to her by taking her on a fancy vacation, but he keeps having to downgrade. It's like, what if, what if it, I took her to Santa Barbara? Do you think she would buy Santa Barbara? <laughs> <laughs> um. And. Uh, they're also they also have a, a a little bit of a discussion about like their tactics of like violence versus talking it out. Yeah. Uh, Mal Colton call, calls in and says that uh, Patricia Fielding is the daughter of G. Irwin Fielding of Fielding Savings Alone, um, and also a, uh, a model named Loretta Wu, who then became Loretta Wu Fielding. Right. Um, in, after a roundabout way, she says. Well, a friend of mine who is friends with their housekeeper also knows their secretary, blah, 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 and gets around to telling them that Patricia is having lunch with her mother at the Bayside Yacht Club. Right. And the father's there, too. Go Bayside. Go Bayside. Uh, beep, beep, ba 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 beep. Bass, beep, beep, ba 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 beep. Go Bayside. That's a Go Bayside podcast reference for <laughs> all you listeners. Uh. Billy and Ma Colton have a, a short aside about Billy going to college. He's not too excited about it. Yeah. But she really wants him to go, and and she thinks it's the best thing for him. So when she goes out to take care of – I think she's going to take care of her gardening. Yeah. Billy looks up the Bayside Yacht Club and gets the address and decides to head out on his own. But he uh, – in his own defense, he's making the argument that she's the smartest person he knows and that she didn't go to college. Yeah. And she's like, well, that's why you're going to college, because you're going to be even smarter than I am. Mm-hmm. So at the, at the Yacht Club, uh, Loretta Fielding and Patricia, like Patricia's already waiting for her there. And Loretta uh, comes in, and they kind of have like an awkward, uh, hello, mother. Yeah. Uh, uh, Patricia Fielding, Medusa, is played by Akiko Morrison, uh, who I didn't recognize most of her stuff, except for one. Uh, she played a character named Janet in the movie Masterminds with Patrick Stewart. I don't uh, know that one. Masterminds is a really, like, I think it's in the wake of Hackers. Okay. Like, it's like teenage skater hacker uh, goes to a fancy prep school where Patrick Stewart has taken the school hostage in order to uh, gain access to hijacking funds through hacking. And he gets hacked by the hacker kid. Um, there's a, I'll bring it up because cause it's my fav- one of my favorite parts of the movie. In the beginning of the movie, he's supposed to be like pirating movies. Yeah. But the pirating process is going through. Do you remember the Windows screensaver maze, 3D mm-hmm. maze runner? Yeah. So that's what pirating movies is like. You're going through like a 3D dungeon maze, and every time you encounter a skeleton, it says restricted area, and he goes and gets past it. What? Um, and he's trying to download, I think it was like Scream 2. Um, oh my god. And that was him, that was the process of him hacking like the film company's servers. Was going through like this three-dimensional maze. That's ridiculous. Especially um, because, especially in the 90s, like the early 90s, that 
stuff would not have been kept in file format. It would mm-hmm. have been kept on tapes. Yeah, exactly. So it was. it's a pretty awful scene. Uh, but the movie Masterminds, it, Patrick Stewart's a lot of fun. He's got a, like a stupid uh, uh, cheesy mustache. Yeah. And he's really eccentric. So Patrick Stewart. He's fun in pretty much everything. Uh, so Frank and Jesse see them come, go into the restaurant. So they, they valet their van. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was funny. Um, but she has two men nearby. And uh, they inform him that uh, that they have arrived, but also the Coltons have arrived. Yeah. So they obviously have information that the Coltons are involved. Yeah. And the Coltons already suspect that uh, the two cops are, might be on the payroll. Right. Because they, the Chi family has people on payroll. So Chi tells them to uh, kill the Coltons, but kill the girl first. Right. Girl and Chi, Chi here is played by Francois Chow, mm-hmm. who played Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret yeah. of the Use. Yeah. Which is the second Shredder that we've had on this show. Yeah, we've had both Shredders. James Saito played him in the first Ninja Turtles feature film. And uh, this is this is um, the Secret of the Use Shredder. Um, I obviously, I, I didn't recognize him as the Shredder. Right. But I recognize him as a character from Lost. Oh, okay. Um, he played one of many different doctors. Uh, they kept changing his name. They, they, uh, I, I know we haven't seen Lost, so yeah, it doesn't yeah. really mean anything. But every time this doctor is introduced to a new character, set of characters, he has got a different name. Oh, interesting. Um, uh, so you never know what his name is yeah. for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he was a, he was a fun character on Lost. I'm trying to think of who. I think Kevin Nash played the Super Shredder in Secret of the. Yeah, East. yeah, it was like a wrestler or something. Yeah, like that. but yeah. he, uh, I don't think he showed up anywhere in MacGyver. I think that was. Before his time. If only. Yeah. That'd be great if we had three Shredders. Or if we had uh, uh, James Avery. <laughs> That'd be great, yeah. <laughs> if he was in an episode. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although we did, didn't... Who else did? No, Jim Cummings took over after James Avery. James yeah. Avery did like the first couple seasons. Mm-hmm. And then. And, the, and I don't know who does the voice of Shredder. I think Kevin Michael Richardson might. I think so, too. That sounds uh, right. Uh, but uh, he also is not in MacGyver. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, Chi, I think this is, no, Chi comes in for a later scene. I forgot. Yeah. I was like, I thought, is this the only scene we have with Chi? Um, so uh, the two men move in uh, and this is when uh, Billy arrives. I have him as Bobby for some reason. I know it's Billy because I, <laughs> I wrote it down correctly earlier. And I've seen the episode. Um, Billy arrives with Frog on a – Frog's riding a, on a sidecar of a motorcycle. Yeah. And Patricia's making like this desperate plea to her parents for help because she witnessed a gangland killing. killing. And she she's, says all these people are after her, but the parents are kind of like – Nope. I don't believe you. You cost us a lot of money. Yeah. Not going to help you. Yeah. Uh, Billy notices the two men arming up, and he grabs uh, Jesse's shotgun from the van. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The the Irwin family is saying, no, you're a whore. But the dad calls her a whore. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she says, well, I guess that we have that in common, don't we, daddy? Uh, yeah. I was like, damn. This is like a really harsh conversation. Yeah. Uh, this it almost is, sounds like the Bartlett's arguing over Bartlett City. Yeah, or uh, the Woodman's. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. MacGyver says you have a drinking problem. No, it's probably genetic. 
I beg your pardon, and she's holding a drink. Yeah. Um, he never reconciles with the Woodmans. That really upsets me. Yeah, the Woodmans are jerks. Uh, yeah, better off. So uh, Frank and Jesse enter, um, and uh, they start making their move. But one of the gunmen is about to open fire on Patricia when Frog bites him. Yeah. And now the gunfire goes off wildly, causing everyone in the restaurant to duck. I thought you were going to say die. <laughs> it goes he off kills wildly. Everybody. Headshots the whole way through. Um, that was what was crazy in the nice guys too. Like, oh, how many kills there were? Well, how many random like every time like they dodge a bullet, you think, oh, he dodges it, so it's just gonna hit nothing. But you see no. it hit a person, <laughs> yeah, in the background. Person. Like they never come back to it. Like he's in his apartment and they go to shoot at him and he misses and yeah. he goes through the window and you see like a woman was talking on the phone in the background she just drops the phone and falls out of the shot because she got hit with a bullet <laughs> and it's just like wait what happened to that lady <laughs> is she dead does that come up again nope they never discuss it nope, again never it did. looks like he lives upstairs at the comedy store yeah he does that, that's yeah. where his apartment is mm-hmm. so whoever got shot was right next door to the comedy store <laughs> uh so uh frank takes out uh the one gunman and uh, Billy tosses Jesse his uh, shotgun. Uh, so when the other shooter like kind of just opens up on the club, they both take like the the standard flip over table defense. Yeah. Which I don't know how many bullets a table would take before a bullet would just go through it. Yeah. Well, it depends on the table. Uh, Patricia makes a run for it, um, and Jesse, man, he shoots the chandelier that's over the other table and the other gunman. Yeah. And full on. Doesn't only crush the guy, but the guy was leaning forward on a chair, so he's like bent in like a Tetris piece, like yeah. one of those little angled Tetris pieces. Yeah. I was like, he is dead. Yeah. Like this isn't like he's just knocked out and he's gonna come to. He is full on dead. <laughs> His spine is at a ninety degree angle. Yeah. Um. I I, I could not believe that that happened. I was super excited. <laughs> uh. Patricia steals a boat. Yeah. <laughs> I love that part. She just steals a boat and races off into the harbor. Never, uh, like, and so there's no way to track her on that. Yeah. Uh, luckily, Loretta, the mother, calls up the Coltons and asks for their help. Yeah, because she still cares about her daughter. Mm-hmm. And she, she was the only one at the table who, like, actually seemed like she was trying to help her kid although did and not then, vocalize it yeah but and until he called her a whore and then she kind of got upset mm-hmm. uh so they head over to where they say to meet her which is at her hair salon yeah uh as frank and jesse approach they notice the a car pull up behind them in a reflection and it's the two police officers yeah so they're like all right well we have to be careful how we're going to handle this because we've just been followed yeah so as they enter they meet up with patricia um, it says, okay, well, we're going to have to make, come up with a plan to get out of here. So exit Frank, Jesse, and Patricia, and they get into a car and drive off, and the cops go, there they go, let's follow them. Yeah. But it wasn't them. Luckily, they were in a makeup and hair salon, and yeah. so they dressed up other people as them. <laughs> uh, hoping, I guess, that if these people did work for Chi, that they don't execute them when they find when they find yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, again, the plan is to kill Patricia and the Coltons. Yeah. So they potentially just put these p- four people at risk. Um, so as they're, they're leaving to uh, make contact, Frank's eye starts twitching. 
Yeah. Which Jesse immediately goes, ah, oh, no. Yeah. Like, because everyone realizes that Frank's eyes twitching. This is bad news. Um, so Frank. It's kind of like how Jack's eye twitching means that. He's lying. He's lying. So they call into Billy and they say, give the phone to, to Johnny Denmark, who happens to be there. Um, he says, we got the girl. Where, do we, where should we go? And Johnny tells them, meet us, meet at the boathouse. And my associate Charles, not Chi, Charles, yeah. uh, will meet them. Yeah. Uh, and then he immediately calls Chi. Chi, yeah. Uh, and he, but he's speaking in vagaries for the purposes of in front of Ma and Billy yeah. Colton. And says, and yes. he keeps calling him Charles. Yeah. Meet at the meet at the boathouse. That's the safe house. That's where we'll we'll meet up with the girl. Uh, now this is like a weird thing. Uh, she calls over his guard Jimmy and says that he has a a task for him, but they never. I, if he, there's no Jimmy in the cast. Yeah. There's no Jimmy credited. So we don't see this guy again. But I think isn't this not the same guy who's like his henchman throughout the rest of the episode? I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of guys in this organization. Yeah. Um. So Johnny Denmark. Almost none of them get referred to by a name except yeah. for Chi. So Johnny Denmark leaves, and Billy checks the redial of the number, and and Ma Colton says, "What are you doing?" He says, "Frank wanted me to check this number because his eye was twitching." And Ma Colton's like, "I'm on it." <laughs> like as yeah. soon as he heard that the eye is twitching. Yeah. Uh, so I like I like that this is like a thing that would have been potentially a thing. Yeah. Uh, that it's it's That's a, a spider sense. Yeah. So at the boatyard, uh, Frank and Jesse start trying to put the scheme together. He says they they both realize that the two cops are incompetent. So there's no way that she would have hired them to be on the payroll. Yeah, yeah. So if that's the case, then someone else must have. Ratted, been given their locations. Yeah. Uh, and before they can figure it out completely, they're, they're completely surrounded by yeah. by Chi and his men. Uh, Billy and Mock Holton find out that the number that that Giant Denmark called was a number in Chinatown. So now we know where the leak is. Yeah. Giant Denmark set them all up. And uh, so at the, it's at this moment that Billy heads out after Frank and Jesse. And the two cops show up to talk to to talk to Frank and Jesse just after he leaves. Yeah. Which Ma Colton says, "Well, I have some things, this thing or two, to say to you guys." Yeah. And just thoroughly embarrasses them on her front porch. Yeah. Uh, at the boatyard, uh, they have a lot of uh, illegal immigrant uh, Chinese people who are working the drug labs. Yeah. And they bring them out for a demonstration of loyalty, where they have Jesse and Frank hanging from a rope under their arms, not yeah. by, not by the neck. Um, and it said, this is what happens when you're not loyal. And they, I, d- I do not understand this. Uh, yeah. And they shoot Frank and Jesse in the chest. Yeah. Individually. But I don't understand why they're, it just seems weird to string them up by their arms. Yeah. If you're going to. It's like, they might as well have been hanging and then been like, this is what happens. If yeah. If they were already hung. Yeah. Hanged. Uh, this is, they could just as easily gesture to them. Yeah. But I guess they wanted the live ammunition test firing. Uh, luckily they were both wearing their vests as they often do. Never leave home without it. According, according to Ma Colton. Yeah. They were more hung than a Chinese phone book. <laughs> we just call it a phone book here. <laughs> <laughs> they're from, they're from, China. Not from anything. Uh, unfortunately, there's still one lone guard kind of keeping an eye. 
Um, but that's when Billy and Frog arrive, and they start kind of working the perimeter. Uh, Billy wants Frog to distract the guard, and as the dog starts getting close, Frank starts kind of like making Itching, gestures yeah. like, that he's going to sneeze. Yeah. And Jesse's like, you got to keep quiet or he's going to hear us. Uh, but uh, then one guard gets lured away by the dog. Yeah. The the dog walks past the guard. At first they have like a stare off and the guard just kind of goes, all right, and lets the dog through. Yeah. Uh, and then Frog starts barking randomly. Uh, uh, meanwhile, Billy has uh, infiltrated the warehouse where people are removing drugs from toy dinosaurs. <laughs> That came yeah. shipped over, um, Dimetrodons. If you were curious, oh, uh, were they? Did they have the tall spine on yeah, the back? Yeah, yeah, they had that big fin, that yeah. tall fin. Um, so as uh, uh, Frank and Jesse, uh, the dog lures the uh, the guard over to where Frank and Jesse are. They slip out of their rope since they weren't really. But it seems like they're like two stories up in the air. Yeah. And one well, of them lands on the guy. And the other one just hits lands the, on the ground. ground. Yeah, which is not like soft ground. It's, yeah. It's like paved. Um, they start making their way to the warehouse and they see Billy inside. And Billy realizes that he's in a position where he can't move forward and now he can't go back. Yeah. And so he signals them out the window and they just kind of tell him to lay low, which he takes on as... Pretend you're Chinese <laughs> and get into line with all these other employees. I mean, at least when he was in South Africa, he could have... He, he looked like the other guys on the boat. He could have yeah. just been quiet and gotten away with it. But here, he's... And he's not even trying to be quiet either. Yeah. He's, like, talking out loud in his, like, worst Chinese impression. Yeah, his very stereotypical Chinese. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, surprisingly, yeah, he gets caught when he's trying to, like, going... Me worky worky for you. He's like, oh, worky worky. He pulls out the gun. Yeah. Uh, so Billy is brought into where Patricia. He should have been like, look, I know Lady Smith. <laughs> it's like that doesn't help you here. Didn't help you last time either. Uh, <laughs> this guy knows Lady Smith. Hang him. <laughs> uh, so he's brought into where Patricia hang, is. Hang, hang, hang. Uh, Denmark. Uh, is in there, and she says, "Oh, well, well, and and she's in there too." So Denmark says, "Well, if Billy knows that I'm here, that means the mother knows that I'm here. Right? We're gonna have to kill her too." Yeah. And she's like, "All right, we'll we'll kill the mother." Um. But she, of course, wants a test test of loyalty. Yeah. And says, so says uh, "You're gonna kill this. You're guy. gonna you're gonna kill Billy." Which I was like, he, he at first like he was all. He seems like he's gonna do it, but then he pulls the "that wasn't part of our deal" yeah. kind of joke. Like it's like, dude, you're in this deep. Yeah, and you just, you just said, said that we have to kill the mom too. Yeah, like you didn't have to give her up. Yeah. Um. So you seem like you're already in it to win it. Yeah. Um. You're a DA too, and it's not like she's gonna risk your life because yeah. he needs the DA. He wants you in where you are. Meanwhile, Jesse and Frank are sneaking around up upstairs yeah. in the roof of this room. Yeah, they've the climbed ceiling. up into the rafters. Uh. And uh, also at this point, the police start arriving, and now she is like, "Kill him now!" Yeah. It's like, uh, you could, but I don't think it's going to help your situation since you're surrounded. Yeah. Um, at this point, they don't have probable cause to open fire at you, but if they start hearing gunshots, yeah, then they are. Now they do. Uh, but Ma Colton is is among them. Yeah. Uh, she gets out, so Frank and Jesse jump down and. 
one tackles Denmark and one tackles that I call him Jimmy because I thought yeah. that was the same guy. But man, straight out the window. Well, well, first they throw Jimmy across the room. Oh man, and he hits the wall so hard. <laughs> yeah, he throws him like he's like tossed on a midget. Yeah, it's just like boom. Yeah, and and then that's when Denmark and Chi get tackled by Frank and Jesse directly out the window. They're right yeah. out the windows of the warehouse into a a uh, massive dumpster full of shredded paper. papers. Yeah, that's. That's quite often what you see in these dumpsters is shredded paper. Yeah. Well, these guys have got a lot of paperwork they got to yeah. hide. Um, uh, Chi was knocked out by the fall, but Jesse decides to beat up on Johnny Denmark a little while longer. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, they kind of roll out, and Ma Colton's right at the lead of the police officer. He's saying, well, take care of this. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Billy's still back in the building with Patricia and mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy and Patricia with Billy. With Billy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's the gun that got knocked out of somebody's hand when they got pushed out the window. I think it was... Uh, Probably Johnny's. Yeah, Johnny Johnny Denmark's gun. Um, so Jimmy runs over and grabs it, and then Billy basically knocks it out of his hand and just smacks him into a corner and knocks mm-hmm. him out. And that so takes then, a lot of hits. Yeah. And then... Uh, that's basically the day is saved, mm-hmm. thanks to the Colton boys. Uh, the do, 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 do. that's from Powerpuff Girls. Uh, the Act Five Roundup. Uh, Jesse is hanging a new sign on the porch of the Colton house that adds the bounty hunters and private investigations to their uh, right. repertoire. Um, and then a short conversation between Billy and. Uh, Ma Colton indicates that he does not have to go to college if he doesn't want to. Well, he has to go to college part time yeah. and go to and he can work. But not full time. He gets to actually continue working the bounty hunter business. With the family, yeah. So uh, again, again, we mentioned that this was shot before the move back right. down because MacGyver is still driving his Nomad. Yes. Uh, so I, I which don't, nobody bothered to drive down to Los Angeles. Well, I'm certain. Yeah, it was probably a local company that they were renting it from. Yeah. Um, so yeah, MacGyver arrives in his nomad to kind of like saying, Hey guys, I heard about everything that happened. I wasn't here. <laughs> yeah. We probably filmed this at the same time as the bomb stuff. Uh, uh, Billy and Frank come back. Uh, Frank has a large bag packed. Yeah. Because, uh, his girlfriend did not buy his even cheaper than Santa Barbara location of Pismo beach. <laughs> uh, he's like, Pismo beach is a lot cheaper than Santa Barbara. Uh, but she didn't go for it, apparently. Yeah. And she threw him out. Yep. Now we all have a big chuckle about his unfortunate dumping of his girlfriend. Yeah. The end. I so like this episode. Yep. I like that it's the Coltons. Yeah. We spent they're, some... they're all fun characters. It's it's actually a well-put-together story. I mean, it has to be because for a pilot, you want to have a really strong script. The mm-hmm. pilot for MacGyver was a strong episode, and yeah. it makes sense that this one is, too. Um, it's, it's really interesting that we had all these characters set up for so long. Yeah. And we've had like two, two or three Jesse episodes, one Frank episode and one Billy episode, just one Billy, right? Yeah. And I think a couple or just the one squeeze play Ma Colton. Episode. Yeah. I think just that was the only yeah. Ma Colton episode that we got. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of fun to... To, uh, have I guess we've them. had two Billy Colton episodes, but one of them was in the Wild West. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't really count. Uh, 
so it was fun like having all these characters eventually now we see that they are a crime fighting family yeah you know uh and, and the they, frog dog is actually a really talented animal actor mm-hmm. um who who is consistently entertaining along yeah. with the rest of the family even if he has a face like a rancor yeah uh it's a and what kind of dog is it's not is that a, it's a Eng, bulldog is it english or? bulldog or is it just a bulldog i don't know um i don't know breeds yeah I don't but know. uh like you said, he's uh, said earlier that he's just really thick. Yeah, he's beefy. He is a he is a big dog, but he's not fat per se. No, he's just a large animal. Yeah, uh, and uh, and he's a fun character too. Yeah, because like he always listens, and he gets the gist of what you're trying to communicate to him to do. Watching the episode, it makes me think of like all the people who weren't paying close enough attention or just didn't know what was going on. That must have been like where's MacGyver? (laughs) Yeah. I thought MacGyver was supposed to be on right now. Like, people who tuned in after the cold open that are just like, I don't understand. Where is he? Where is the guy that the show is about? They're they're going through the TV guide. Like, like, is this not MacGyver? It says 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 MacGyver. MacGyver. Uh, It had the opening theme song, didn't it? (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually surprised this didn't get picked up. Because, I mean, there's been many worse shows on television. Oh, absolutely. And... I mean, there's there's so much potential of where this could go, and yeah. you could have MacGyver come back on, uh, you know, if yeah, it, you know, keep it, doing crossovers, have have stuff going on with Jack where where Jack's involved in a scheme, and they they think that he's Has the Jack bad guy. Been any of the Coltons yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. But that would have been a good crossover, like yeah. Jack's Jack's doing a scheme, and the Coltons are out after him. Well, we talked about having a Ma Col- Colton Ma Dalton episode. Yeah, um, but only to have them realize that Jack isn't. Is like being used. Yeah, and so he joins up with them. Like, yeah, or something. have like Murdoch versus the Coltons. Yeah, there's like there's like lots of crossover, yeah. but also their own adventures kind of yeah. potential. Um, but none of that happened, unfortunately. And James uh, Hong's cold open got cut. Mm-hmm. I think that whatever was there of the cold open got recycled into the flashbacks that they show when they're describing Medusa. Yeah, when when Denmark is at the house and he says. Oh yeah, she was there. She was the only witness, and then we see like bits and pieces of people getting thrown through glass. And yeah, and she's like on the phone yeah. crying. I'm sure that was all footage from the original cold open to this episode because it seemed very odd. Yeah, and out of place. But it makes sense that if you film James Hong for the cold open, that you're not going to have any more footage of him to use later in the episode. Yeah, but you're also not going to have James Hong come down and shoot an episode of your show and not credit him in the episode. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but I like this episode. Yeah, I, I, I think it could have been a really great series. Yeah. I think that's everything for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share with us on the Coltons, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast or our website, PhoenixFoundationPodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 7, Episode 6, The Walking Dead. Fear it. Fear, Fear the, walking. the Walking Dead. Is that the, that's the L.A. version? Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch those shows. I don't like zombies. That's but right. I guess I'm going to get my full fill of them tomorrow. Yeah, I uh, I don't really like the zombie shows. <laughs> I like zombie movies. I don't like zombie shows. Um, but yeah. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Thanks.